This is Sisterhood Unleashed, a weekly podcast brought to you by two mamas from small town Ontario. Grab a glass of wine and join us. Let's do this. Good evening. Hello. Good good day. Good evening. Good night. How are you? Good night. I am tired. No, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Can you hear my dog chewing something at my feet? They're worse than kids, I tell you. I I get the kids in bed. One second. Mia, what are you doing? Wait, did you hear me there. yelling at her? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what was she eating? She ripped apart a brand new soccer ball. Uh, oh, yeah. no. You stinker. Okay, so we have this hugely destructive king horse, though. And I say hugely destructive because she is capable of eating an entire couch if we let her. Yeah. Um, she's so big and slobbery. And now Iris is awake. Hello, Iris. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I actually am just going to throw in the towel before yeah, we even start tonight. That's okay. I can, I can fly solo if you need to. Uh, so. No, it's okay. How yeah. are you doing, Steph? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm I'm tired tonight. It's like nine o'clock on Sunday and yeah. I feel like we had a busy weekend, like a busier one than we've had in a long time, just mm-hmm. because we haven't done hardly anything for a long time. So um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend, but yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. I also feel like we had a very full weekend and yeah. it, it's exhausting. So my oldest went to bed at 5.30 and she's yeah. been sleeping ever since. She was so tired. It's We all have no tolerance for socializing or, you know, not even socializing, but yeah. being active, yeah. like socially active. So yeah, it's a good, good weekend, but we are all gassed here too. I'm actually drinking tea again tonight. Me too. Me too. What do you got in your cup? Yeah, I have my glazed lemon loaf. I'm like really starting to ration it because I think I'm down to like 10 bags and I can't get it because I can't cross the border right now. So like talk about first world problems, but it's really good. It's really good. (laughs) And I can't find anything comparable here. So you might be able to talk your way across the border if you sweet talk them into, you know. I just really need my tea. Yeah, it, you know, I found it on Amazon, but like oh, it's crazy expensive. Yeah, it here, it's yeah. insane. It's insane. What are you drinking tonight? You know what? I did two things, so I couldn't decide. So I mixed a peppermint bag with a um, lavender chamomile bag. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I put them in together with a little teeny bit of honey. Nice. Very good. Very yummy. Iris has noticed that the dog has ripped apart her soccer oh, ball. So it's nine no. o'clock. Everybody's awake. Well, yeah. not everybody, but um, quickly though, because I think we're going to run out of time at the end. Is there anything you are loving this week, Steph? Oh gosh. Um, well, one of the things we did this weekend um, that was really fun is we took a trip up to Cambridge and went to the Butterfly Conservatory. Um, and I didn't even know it existed up there. I'd been to the Niagara one a long time ago. Um, but obviously wanted to avoid some of the, I've heard Niagara Falls has been crazy lately um, and wanted to avoid that. So we went to Cambridge and it was just like a nice little hour drive. Um, and we hit up the Butterfly Conservatory and it was such a fun morning. The kids loved it. They had some rooms filled with like insects and live and dried insects um and exhibits and things like that and yeah it was so fun like it was so cool just walking around in the garden area it's like a big greenhouse I guess and uh butterflies landing on us and just a really fun little thing to do like just a different kind of activity so I was gonna say is it relatively inexpensive and was it 
pretty quiet when you yep. went there as far as yeah so it was um I think it came to about sixty dollars total for the five of us oh, good. um so not too bad we were there for almost two hours because we did we walked around the room the different exhibit rooms like I said we did the conservatory area actually twice um because yeah. you can go in and out and they limit your time and you have to pre-book your tickets for your time slot just so that yep. you can limit the number of people in there um but um and they did have some like kind of parameters and um, rules to follow but um it wasn't very busy it was yeah you know everyone was doing their social distancing part and uh it was just a nice little adventure and then we stopped and cool. grabbed lunch on a patio after that um and yeah it was just a fun little something different to do right mm-hmm. something totally you know that's not the zoo we've already done that and um yeah just something different so nice. that was kind of my favorite this week i think Right on. Uh, although my jilly box is getting shipped this week and I got a jilly box lottery and it's coming and so I've been avoiding the spoilers by the time we release this so, I should have received it already but what um, does the jilly box and I'm a huge jelly fan but I kind of skip over the jilly box stuff because I know I don't I, I just didn't sign up for it yeah um so did you win a box or so, what happened no I had to pay for it so when she released this it's a like quarterly subscription box program and they released it last fall um but there was only like 5,000 spots available and the demand for people wanting to get a box like they had like a hundred thousand people get on the wait list so obviously like 95,000 very disappointed mostly women I would imagine but people um and so they released kind of like a Um, after the first box last fall, they were able to increase the quantity to 10,000. So for the 5,000 original subscriptions, if you're on that subscription list, you get a box quarterly until you cancel your subscription. Um, but if not, then your name goes into a draw if you're on the wait list and they draw randomly names for you to purchase a one-time, um, box. And so... I, my name was drawn for the fall box. And so I purchased one. So I'm really excited to see. And the spoilers have started to come out on Instagram. Like people are starting to post what's been in their boxes as they come. And I got my shipping notification. So I'm really excited to see it. I'm like, I can't, I'm such a spoiler person. Like I will look up the ending of every, you know, show, everything. And I, it's killing me. Like it's killing me to not look. So can um, you, I don't know if you were planning on doing this, but maybe we could show your unboxing on our on our Instagram page. Yeah, really I could. Fun. I could For if all people want to see it. Not, I, I didn't even try. I didn't even try to get a box, but yeah. I will live vicariously through you. That we'll is we'll awesome. See. Yeah. I'll let you know what's in it. Yeah, definitely okay. share if people want to see it. Like I said, by the time we air this, I probably should have it already, I think. Okay. So. Okay. We will see how it goes. But yeah, I'm excited. So something to look forward to this week. Yeah. What are you loving? What's up with you? Oh, ah, what am I doing? So we have a little bit going on, um, like around the house, I guess. So my husband's a carpenter, so we are forever working on things around the house. So we've kind of moved outside. So we have a humongous, what did I call it? A monstrosity. <laughs> I called it today, which I think offended him, but it's a massive shop going up. So we're just picking the siding and roof and windows, all the trim. Um, yeah. We're picking those colors. So I'm also kind of simultaneously doing that and dreaming about gardens and landscaping because okay. we haven't done any of that yet. Oh, it's been a couple of years. 
years that we've been here on a big rural property. Um, so I am obsessed right now with hydrangeas. Yes. So I don't know, they're in bloom everywhere. It's mid August. So the hydrangea bushes and trees, and there is a house in Bordeaux going along the lakeshore that the entire side of the house is lined with hydrangea bushes and oh my gosh every time I see them I just get a big smile on my face I know they're so beautiful oh so beautiful so beautiful so I'm I'm dreaming where I'm going to put them we can't actually plant anything this year all the trees I tried to plant have died because of the drought and our super limited water source out here so a water supply so um yeah we're gonna wait until next spring but we're gonna get the garden beds ready and i am going to load them with hydrangeas because they're just so beautiful so that's my favorite thing right now i just want to go and touch them and smell them all (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want to put in our front flower beds too like we have quite a long deck and I said to Alex like I just want something low maintenance yeah and I think they're fairly hardy they like a lot of sunlight um so I think we'll be able to do it if our house is facing the right direction but same I just want to line the whole front deck area with white hydrangeas I love them my grandmother has a big bush of like a big hydrangea bush in her front yard and the blooms on it right now are are massive they're insane and so every time I go she cuts me one I put them in water and just leave them on my island and they just make me so happy like Mm -hmm. fresh flowers make me so happy it's like Mm -hmm. simple things right and uh yeah they even the cut blooms last like 10 days they're beautiful yeah and there's a trick there's a trick i saw um on the internet before if they do start to get droopy because i used to buy them from Mm -hmm. um the little flower place in Hagersville. i can't remember the name right now anyways i used to go in there and buy the fresh cut hydrangeas and there is a trick i cannot think of it off the top of my head but there is some sort of trick where you can like bring them back to life is it to do with bleach uh, I hope not. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's I feel like I've heard of a like trick would, too. It, but... that bleach sounds like it would have the opposite effect. But I could be Probably, wrong. Doesn't but... bleach kill everything? I don't know, but there is, you're right. There is something. <laughs> something. Maybe it's I'm like thinking of something else. I'll yeah. Google it before we air this. Maybe it's just in it. hot water. I'm Googling it right now. Or cold water. Rejuvenate. Yeah. Yeah. Are I you looking know. this up? You're funny. Yeah. There's just, I don't really know. But anyway, okay. there's something. Yes. I, yes. I swear there was a trick of like adding bleach to flowers, but. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Um, I don't know if we should uh, roll with that or not. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll we'll double check on that before you guys start bleaching your flowers. Hey, no, it's on there. It's on the internet, so it has really? to be true. Yeah, freshly cut huh. flowers will last longer if you add a quarter teaspoon of bleach per quart of bees water. Um, like very, very little amount very little to yeah to keep the water from getting cloudy and inhibit the growth okay, of bacteria. Yep. So there's your tip for the week, ladies and gents. That's not uh, the tip I was thinking. No, of, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> I, full disclosure. There's probably enough chlorine and bleach in the water that you're probably pouring out of your tap to prevent yeah. that. I really know nothing about flowers. We should actually get somebody on here who can talk to us about landscaping mm-hmm. could, because you know what? Plants, we've been talking a lot on and off about hobbies and self-care yeah. and my indoor plants have been a huge part of my self-care routine so I take care of them oh my gosh I have the most beautiful little window gardens um, throughout my house we have a lot of south-facing sun a lot of south sun Mm -hmm. so um, yeah and they just bring me so much happiness and and calmness 
I've dabbled a little bit into my kids. Yeah, I know. Right. Mm -hmm. I've dabbled a little bit into indoor house plants and I found a few that I'm not killing, which is good. I've managed to keep my fiddly fig tree alive for well over a year and it's grown and done quite well. How big is that? Oh my gosh. It's almost touching the ceiling. So it's got to be almost eight feet tall. Yeah. Wow. Um, You're going to have to, uh, figure something out for that bad boy. I know. I want to try and propagate it and see if I can like cut a stem and then propagate another tree. If that's the right term. I don't know, but I love my snake plants. They are the ones that are just like so so easy, easy, Mm -hmm. so easy to keep alive. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I started with and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they have been thriving. So love Mm. those too. Good. Um, We'll see. There you go. I think I see a plant special in our near future plant and, and, and gardening um, expo for Mm -hmm. sure. Me too. Okay. So tonight on the podcast, we are meeting with Elena Dockstader. So she's with barbells and baby bumps. Um, so she's a Haldeman Norfolk base, I guess a Norfolk base, but she comes down into Haldeman, um, women's Mm -hmm. fitness program. And, uh, she has a lot to offer the community. And I think, you know, I'll let her do the talking when she comes on, but a big thing uh, for her is community development amongst moms. And so that really jives nicely with kind of what we are hoping to do through the sisterhood. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah. super excited to get her on here tonight and talk and chit chat. Yeah. And, and Steph, you were telling me um, on her Instagram pages, right? She, mm-hmm. or on her Instagram page, she is super um, into, you know, body positivity and kind of loving the skin you're in. Is that right yeah yeah I've seen her you know she's very um um I don't vocal is that the right word um very open about being loving yourself and you know Mm -hmm. I know she posted back in July I think it was um posted a picture of herself in a bathing suit and with a caption that said stop worrying and wear the damn bathing suit um she said I've had this particular bathing suit for since before she had kids and you know like her body has really changed but she's still rocking it it's still her favorite bathing Mm. suit and you know what I think it's so important and you know when for me like we've been home with the kids so much this summer that like I'm outside I'm getting in the water I mean I didn't even talk to you guys about my um slip and slide mishap but um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it right. And like, mm-hmm. and it's just so important to be making these memories and like, mm-hmm. stop worrying about what you look like so much easier said than done. Um, Absolutely. but, uh, Alana has been really vocal about, um, the importance of that, which is so nice. And, uh, mm-hmm. what, like you said, Amanda, what she's doing for the community and bringing moms together and, and giving them a place to, you know, um, feel well again, you mm-hmm. know, especially in the prenatal and postpartum times when, um, you know, there's so much unknown and there's a lot of questions and, um, mm-hmm. things about your body that change. So yeah. Really and she, yeah, she, I mean, as long as I've known her, she's always been so into, um, you know, health and fitness. And mm-hmm. I think that a healthy body goes hand in hand with a healthy mind. And I think one of the biggest things I hear among my mom friend groups is, you know, this postpartum dissatisfaction with the way they look and feel right. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I think, you know, especially in summertime, it's hard. You can't hide under (laughs) and sweaters and jackets and things. Right. And, and, you know, there's something to be said for being able to, you know, put your favorite pair of shorts on and just feel good. Um, We also are, you know, role models for these little, you know, men and women who are so susceptible to body image stuff as they grow in this fast paced, you know, electronic 
heavy world, right, where they're going to see images yeah. of idealized, uh, you know, femininity and masculinity for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah. So if we can kind of show some semblance of happiness or satisfaction with our bodies and, you know, I guess put some, you know, put, I can't even think of the word right now, but, you know, just focus on being happy um, with the bodies that we're in and then focus on a healthy lifestyle, right, and a healthy mm-hmm. attitude, attitude towards our bodies, Um and our minds and everything. I think that that's going to go a long way for our kiddos. So yeah. I'm excited to talk to Alana. I know she's going to kind of touch on all this and, and give us some, you know, yeah, give us a good place to kind of go and get started. I think that's important for moms too, especially coming into winter. If you can maybe even get a couple classes in, kind of get the bases down. And then if you can't keep it up, at least you know where to start when you're at home by yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and do it how it works and when it works for you mm-hmm. um, and finding something that you can do um, that feels good for yourself and for your body and for your, your, you know, your lifestyle, your point in your life, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important. And, and like you said, Amanda, I think we're such um, like our kids are going to be so susceptible to, mm-hmm. um, different views and society and images and, and influences. And I think, you know, it starts with us. Like we have to be the ones who are exposing them to a healthy lifestyle, not just about exercise, but around food. And, you know, that's something we've talked about a little bit and hopefully in the coming weeks we can, um, delve into that topic a little bit more, but, you know, um, just making good choices for, ourselves and our bodies and intuitively knowing, you know, what feels good and what doesn't in terms of what we're putting in and what we're, um, what we're getting out of it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to Alina too. So let's Me get too. to that. So we are chatting tonight with Alana Dockstater. I've got two dogs just joined me on the deck here. So bear with me if it gets a little noisy. Um, we're chatting here tonight with Alana Dockstater from Waterford and Alana runs, I'm going to let you explain it, but I guess kind of in a nutshell, it's a women's fitness program, um, for, is it mostly moms, right? Postnatal and prenatally. Okay. Okay. So I guess the probably, I mean, I found, well, I've known Alana because we both grew up in the same um, little town. Uh, However, I will kind of let you explain who you are. I came across your programs um, after I had at least two of my three babies and found them wonderful. So um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what you do and um, we're super excited to hear about what you have to offer for mamas in our community. Oh, thanks for having me, ladies. Uh, my name is Alana, and as Amanda said, I run Barbells and Baby Bumps. So we specialize in pre- and postnatal fitness. We run a prenatal program, and we do a prenatal education along with it. And then once baby is here, we run um, a nice little community of moms from six weeks and up. And the main focus of my program that I really like to focus on is community more so than the fitness portion there. The fitness is always there, but um, I really just like bringing women together um, into a place where you can get moving and get active and bring your whole family along with you. Cool. Now, Amanda, you said, you mentioned that you um, had found out about Alana's programs mm-hmm. after kids, but Alana was in prenatal yoga with us. And oh, that's right. Oh my God. Yes. And yes. so our oh oldest gosh, kids yeah. are, yes. we're all born within weeks of each oh other. Gosh, so sorry, crazy. no, not our oldest. 
Um, cause Ella's older, right. And you yeah, had, so you had my second. second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Charlie, oh that's right. God, that was so long ago. That was that six was years ago. ago. Yeah. That's right. And so we did, and I think Steph and I have talked about this earlier on in the podcast, but, um, we did a prenatal yoga class together in Port Dover, um, with instructor Jill and yeah. And that's where we all kind of connected for the first time mm-hmm. again as moms connected as moms. Yeah. Um, and I felt that was, you know, a big, the big part of that was also like you said, Alana, developing, a community for moms and then, and yes. connections and then, you know, the fitness piece on, on top of that. But then I actually, so I came out when I, and I'll let you explain kind of where you're like, where you guys all run out of, but I, yeah, I found there was an outdoor workout class that I did in Keegan. It wasn't with you, but it was with somebody who works for you or works with you. Yeah. Danielle, uh, that Danielle that's it. Yeah. And that's, like the main class that I teach is my favorite class to teach. It was the first one that I started teaching. And um, I started taking those classes when Ella was a baby. So that was a really long time ago. Um, and then after I had Charlie, I started teaching them myself. Uh, so that's always my favorite class to teach. And it's usually our like fan favorite. Everybody really loves strolling. Oh, yeah. Up in their shoulders and need to lunge and squat and all that fun stuff. So, do you still, you're still, are you doing that currently then, that class? There are, um, oh. training in Waterford and Caledonia right now. Okay. Um, and I do like a monthly membership for it. So, you can join up anytime and you can come to unlimited classes. I always find that, um, I find that really important just to be able to come and go as you need to. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's really hard to um, stick to a schedule a lot of times as you guys mm-hmm. know more kids that you have the harder it gets to schedule around them um so I like to not really feel bad if they miss a class or anything like that and know that they can make it up there so we offer that in Caledonia and Waterford um and we've been back teaching in person now for a couple of months I think since June which has been really nice because um that one's hard to do online it's just not quite the same with the whole goal of bringing moms together like mm-hmm. you can still kind of um mimic some of that community with some online portions of it but it's just not the same like you said like it's not you're just missing a lot of that part of it too so exactly yeah um so besides stroller fit what other kinds of classes do you offer um oh my goodness it seems so long since I've offered a full schedule I'm like what do I even offer yeah um no just kidding so I offer a mom strong program and that's um, a weight training program that is appropriate for moms once they're about six weeks postpartum um and it's just kind of getting back into weight seeing what's comfortable um and finding ways to kind of fit it in and around your kids in safe ways as well um and then I also have a core restore program which is um usually what I suggest moms start out with it's a really gentle low impact program working on uh, pelvic floor and core rehab so it's um a really nice one to just kind of get back into a little bit of movement it's um a little bit slower and then the mom strong program's a little bit um not necessarily quicker but just a little bit um harder if you're looking for something to push yourself a little bit more there once you've kind of uh gotten a little bit more um <clears throat> excuse me once you've kind of gotten a little more under your belt there you can kind of move on to that one and the stroller fits really good just for um six weeks and up it's a bit gentler than the mom strong program but still a good um full body workout and what's the commitment look like so remind me i think the stroller fit Oh my gosh, I'm going back a couple years now. It was a was it a 45 minute class that we would have done an hour class? Yeah, I stick to 45 minutes. I usually okay. find that about 45 minutes most babies and kids are ready to do something else. So we yeah. do 
typically about like 20 minutes of what's different anyways, about 20 minutes. Well, we used to anyways do 20 minutes of cardio and then 20 minutes of that portion. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are just doing like a full 45 minutes of movement because we've got little kids walking with us and I don't want them to have to stop and sit still for 20 minutes because it's really tempting to go and touch everything and everyone. So mm-hmm. we're moving for 45 minutes right now. And it's awesome. Really- like socially distance while you're on the trail you can kind of pick how far apart you need to be from people and it's easy if you've got bigger kids that are coming along with you to have them walk by your stroller as well Um, Mm -hmm. that's cool I was going to kind of bump back to the core resort because I'm hearing so much especially after my third baby and my sec my two last kids were basically back to back so I've been reading a lot and hearing a lot about different things like I don't know, to do with the pelvic floor. And I have to admit, like, I really don't know. I probably should know more as a mom. Um, But hear about how important it is to, I guess, take, is this right to take care of your pelvic floor? I mean, I don't even know what that all entails, but you said you pelvic health. Um, As a mom, I do think everybody should know a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, as you said, the more babies you have, it kind of seems to become a bit more to your attention. Mm-hmm. You know, always with the more babies that you have, there's lots of moms with first time babies that are from incontinence and other things. Um, yeah function uh so most ladies when they are pregnant your bellies are growing and it's making room for baby and it puts pressure on your pelvic floor and it also kind of um while you're making room for baby your stomach kind of has this not quite separation but the linea alba that goes down the middle there it's a connective tissue kind of softens to make room for baby it's actually a really neat function of our bodies and a really cool thing but it can be kind of pesky afterwards it can um kind of give you some lower back pain and it can contribute to that uh, pelvic floor dysfunction as well. So both of those things are um, something that we bring into awareness in our prenatal program so that you know to kind of just keep an eye on those things afterwards and that if you are suffering from it, it's a totally normal and common thing um, that lots of ladies suffer from. And there's lots of things that you can do from it, like seeing a women's health pelvic floor uh, physio there. So we have lots of those in our community that are really helpful in Brantford though, if you're looking for one of those. And I usually suggest every woman that has had a baby sees one, whether you're suffering from any incontinence or, um, core dysfunction that you know of just to get things checked out because it's a lot of pressure that's on your pelvic floor when you're carrying a baby whether you have a c-section or a vaginal birth so even if you're not really experiencing any symptoms I always think it's great to get a little checkup after you've had a baby and if you're done having babies it's a really great time to get a checkup as well uh, just to see that everything's working the way that it should be it's funny I was going to ask that because I had so I have three kids twins and um, an older son. And I had C-sections with both of my births. And I was going to ask about that, you know, like, obviously I don't, you know, I'm maybe I'm not experiencing that same level of core dysfunction or like, I, I mean, I think all moms get some of the incontinence problems and stuff that comes on, you know, when you are jumping on the trampoline with the kids and all of a sudden it's like, wow, I sure probably shouldn't be doing that anymore. Um, but no, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how does that, I guess, if you're having, if you're a C-section mom, does that still apply? It's totally still a thing. So you've got to think you still were carrying a baby on top of your pelvic floor for mm-hmm. nine months. So that's just a lot of pressure that's on there. And your stomach was still making room for that baby. So your core works as like um, a total system here. It's a nice big cylinder here. It starts your pelvic floor, comes all the way up to your diaphragm here. Mm-hmm. And if one thing in that uh, cylinder is not working correctly, it's going to affect all of those things. So just because you didn't necessarily push out a baby, it doesn't mean that um, you don't have any core dysfunction or any pelvic core dysfunction there. So it's always a good thing to get checked out. And it's not always incontinence either that is necessarily a problem. You know, a lot of women what are, are some other symptoms? Um, so a lot of times if you're experiencing 
that low back pain, that can be a really big um, indicator that you're having a bit of core dysfunction there. Okay. And a lot of times women aren't necessarily experiencing incontinence, but they are um, kind of like too tight. Do you know what I mean? So that can be a problem as well that you need to get or that you should be getting checked out as well. Um, so yeah, it can kind of go both ways. Wait, not what did always, you like, just say? Way. They're too what? Sorry. Like your muscles are too tight. It's contracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then are you not emptying your bladder fully too? Could that be you something? You might not that be, yeah. Be? So okay. um, sometimes you're going to the bathroom really frequently mm-hmm. because you're feeling that urge to go. Or as Steph was saying, when you're jumping on the trampoline, you get that yeah. kind of stress incontinence. Stress incontinence, well, yeah. That's what talking about. And you should not be doing that anymore. There's lots of things that you can do to help that. Some mm-hmm. exercises that you can um, implement into your everyday routine. It doesn't have to be a long time or anything like that. Usually 10 minutes spent on a few exercises and you can find that you can really nip those things pretty quickly a lot of times. Cool. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Cause I, I meet little ladies, um, yeah, who are, you know, 90 years old and, and they, you know, talk about having, you know, issues with their, with their bladder and, and yeah. all of, all of that, you know, since they had children. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's hugely important to address. So yeah, and it's totally something that you don't need to get to 90 and still be dealing with a lot of time yeah. with it right after, like right when you start having, um, a little bit of symptoms, it's something yeah. that you can, um, really in the butt. Getting to yeah. now you mentioned, you know, even just 10 minutes of movement. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of moms struggle with. Um, we're, I mean, everybody's busy, everybody's so busy yeah. and, you know, we've talked about this a lot. How do we try and fit in some of these little, you know, things for ourselves, self-care moments or whatever it might be. Um, And especially right now, I think everyone's feeling the added stress of having kids home and, you know, working from home and running businesses from home. Um, You know, what are your tips? How do we add things like this into an already busy schedule? Why is it so important to prioritize these things? I mean, I think we all know, but it's good to hear that reminder, right? Oh, there's so many reasons why it's important to prioritize. And like you said, you don't want to be 90 and having these problems and you want to be able to jump on the trampoline with your kids. Um, You want to be able to do all sorts of fun things without having to really think about, oh, am I going to be peeing my pants? Am I going to hurt myself? Can I pick up my kid anymore? How big are they? Um, Those are my main reasons for fitting it in always. Um, Not to mention it just feels good. Um, And I find the more you fit in, the better you feel. Not necessarily the more, but um, the more that you do things, the better it feels. And like I said, it doesn't need to be a lot. I always tell my clients to start with 10 minutes. And if you feel like doing more, do more. And if you don't, at the end of the 10 minutes, put it down and call it a day. You've got 10 minutes of movement. And I think that's really awesome, especially when you've got kids. Um, I'm obviously a big fan of including your kids in it with you. So many people, they think they need to like set aside 45 minutes just for themselves every day. And realistically, Nobody wants to get to 7.30 once they put the kids to bed and then start a workout. And I can think of so many things I'd rather do at 7.30 at night than that. So I've always just included my kids in it and it's just a part of our day and we get it done when we get it done. Um, I usually, depending on the person, I say either schedule it in every day or depending on the person, just fit it in where you can fit it in if that's more your type. So Mm -hmm. depending on where you're at on your scheduling or, and that's, Scheduling works a lot better once you're back to work, but fitting it in where you can when you've got the younger kids is a lot easier. Yeah. One of the things, Alana, and this is kind of jumping into to kind of some of, I guess, the whole body exercises and workouts, but one of the things I hear my mom friends say all the time is, of course, that they're exhausted, right? I'm totally fatigued. I never felt tired like this before, If you know. Uh, 
I mean, I know for myself, um, some nights I'll be like, oh, I'm just so exhausted. And then if we kind of all pack up and go for a walk, it helps mm-hmm. kind of uh, wake us back up or give us our second win. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't even know where I'm going. This is the, sometimes the argument that becomes, I think for moms is, you know what, I don't even, I can't even imagine working out cause I'm already just so tired. Right. So can you kind of speak to, I don't know if it's like a, the benefits physically or, or mentally and how, you know, including exercise into your routine can actually combat some of that fatigue. Like how does that work? Or I don't know. Can you speak uh, to that at all? Sure can. So we've got endorphins. When you work out, you get endorphins pumping. They make you happy and they make you want to do more. It's really awesome actually. Um, and I find, again, it's the kind of thing that it's hard to tell yourself that you want to do. And at the beginning, you just have to tell yourself, like, I'm going to do it. And it might suck, but we're going to get through it. You're going to get through mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And you're going to see at the end of the 10 minutes that it feels good. And it's going to take a little while where you have to keep telling yourself, that, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And that's one thing where, like, the group fitness is really nice as well. Mm-hmm. Because you're not just going necessarily for the workout, you're going to see other people and other babies. And lots of times I'll get people that are not necessarily even coming for the fitness. They're coming because they just need something to do. And there's kids there. So they think that that's really awesome. And then they find the love for fitness through that way, which I like to backdoor people like that. (laughs) So yeah, I really do like the group, especially when you've got mom, like smaller kids. Um, I really do love the group for that just because it's a nice place to be around other people that are all experiencing the same thing. We all come into motherhood and you've got these new crazy bodies and everything so everyone's kind of looking at themselves the same and feeling the same feelings and it's nice Mm -hmm. to be in a room with a bunch of other people that are all kind of in that same stage as well so sometimes it's just that that brings people out and I think that's just as awesome yeah and I I think that I really like how you said there you know we're all kind of stepping into these new bodies right as mothers um I know that you know for me that that is a huge thing right you kind of you have this baby and then you're left there in those mesh undies in the hospital room right or I, I in your home or wherever you are right and you look down and you're like oh my god my body did this and then you know you go home and then you know a, a couple of days or weeks or months later even you're looking down at the same body and you're like oh my god my, <laughs> my body did this and yeah. you know and my shorts don't fit and, and now my, what yeah you know, and I'm uncomfortable yeah, or my back are. hurts or my you know I'm peeing myself or you know there's so many things right and it is so such a blow sometimes I mean I I know absolutely is something that I struggle with and a lot of moms I talk to you know feel the same way right so if yeah if we can somehow have fun or <laughs> fake ourselves into thinking we're having fun and then eventually enjoy it right like yeah, yeah. And, and and just yeah and finding other people who who are in the same boat, right? And finding something that you like to do, I think is really important, right? Because I've tried different, you know, all kinds of different activities or whatever you want to work out, whatever you want to call them. And I find that like, oh yeah, this is okay. And then I don't stick with it. So like, I know for me that I love yoga. It's not as high impact. It's not as, you know, high crazy cardio, but I still like that is one of my favorite forms of exercise. I also just love walking, like just straight up walking, you know, pushing kids in a stroller, pushing them in the wagon or pulling them in the wagon, you know, walking the dogs, you know, following them while they ride their bikes. Like I just like to walk. And so if I can at least get some of that in, and we had been doing that quite a bit, um, being at home since, you know, March, it was something to do because we couldn't go anywhere. So at least we could get out and we're fortunate to live in, uh, you know, a rural area that, I can walk up and down the road and, you know, 
walk through the farm fields and walk through, you know, and walk down to the neighbors and see what they have going on down there and look at the animals from a distance. And yeah, like I think just finding something that's really, um, that you really enjoy doing is, is helps to fit, like to fit in and find that motivation and, and to fit it into your schedule. So. Yes, absolutely. Finding the right thing for you is absolutely hundred percent makes it easier. Okay. You also mentioned it not being super like high impact or cardio or anything. And that's a total myth that you need to be doing high impact and high cardio. Um, you can get just as much good stuff in doing low impact things. Yoga is so awesome for so many things and walking is just as, just as good, I think. Yeah. Like you said, it's just movement, right? I mean, I'm definitely not at the, I think, you know, doing yoga on a stand-up paddleboard is probably something that I should aspire to do, but I haven't quite got there yet. I mean, I don't know if I can even do the flow that you did on ground, let alone. Yeah. I'm on a paddleboard, like, very often. That's not like, like, oh, we're going to do this. Still though, like I barely, I can't, I like trip over my own feet when I'm walking. So to even be able to balance on, yeah, I don't even know. It's a wonder if I can get a tree pose in sometimes. Like I can't even, yeah. So So if you check out Alana's uh, Instagram page, she was, she was doing, I guess the sun salutations on her stand up and paddle board this weekend in a, up at her cottage. And oh my gosh, Steph and I had both watched it separately. And I was, we then when we said, I said, we're talking with Alana on Sunday night. She's like, oh my God, did you see her yoga? But yeah. And I thought you were going to I thought you were going to land in that lake for sure. At the yeah, end there, you got so I close to the end. Down. I was like, she's going down. We're catching this. And you did. That was oh, so I good. I pulled her back in. I went back into shore after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, something I found really cool about the stroller fit when I would go up to Cuba to do that was I think sometimes admittedly I get a little bit nervous going to like a gym or <laughs> an exercise class where I don't know anybody because I'm like, yeah. oh my God, what if I don't know what I'm doing on this, you know, piece of equipment and people are judging me, which I'm sure isn't going to be happening anyways. If we go back to our CBT with Becky, you know, I have no evidence of that, but I found stroller fit was so awesome because it's a bunch of moms who also have a bunch of frigging kids there and they're so busy paying attention to themselves and their kids that you could literally go and be the worst stroller fitter, fitter, stroller fit, yeah. most <laughs> fitless like stroller fitter fit, there. Yeah. And it <laughs> wouldn't even matter. So it was really, yeah, it was really um, a, like yeah, it was totally yeah. welcoming environment and it was yeah. something you were just going to do with a group of people, but at your own pace, right? Which yeah. was really Yeah, I try to keep everything really at your own pace. Do you? Yeah, try to make everything a really um, judgment-free zone, like you said. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we always get a really great group of moms, which is really Mm -hmm. awesome. And that makes things really easy as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, I found you after, I don't even know which baby, maybe Josie, maybe it was Iris. Anyways, um, you guys were in Waterford at a little gym and you were also doing some activities for kiddos and um, sensory stuff. Like, is that, can you tell us a bit more about that? What is that still happening? Yeah. So that's, um, I run that with Brittany and she runs the doula tree here. She's yeah. doula. And so together we were running uh, just a nice little play group a couple times a week and we ran a couple of different ones. One was a sensory play program, which is, uh, it was really fun. And then our other one was called turf time and you could bring your kids and let them run around wild um in the gym for an hour mm-hmm. and I'm not sure when we'll get back to all that fun stuff but I'm hoping soon yeah get what was that program that. called again Alina uh you can find that under the village Norfolk the village that's it 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I think, a fantastic resource for moms and babes. Um, and I yeah. was coming all the way up from, from Haldeman. Myself and another mom went up there um, a time or two. And yeah, it was really, it was really, yeah, it was really good. So hopefully with all the COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and changes, you know, I mean, we'll get back there eventually. Yeah, but, yeah I'm yeah. hoping soon. Yeah, I'm not quite back in the gym yet with classes yet either. So no way. i to get back in there. Um, Hopefully in September when the kids go back to school because they're okay. running wild. So we're it's just too hard. Just stroller fit for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll be back in the gym in the fall and get in play group going again soon. I okay, good. And now are you guys, like, are you able to offer Zoom kind of personal training site type stuff right now? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm currently offering personal training either over Zoom or in my backyard or yours. Okay. Um, and I anticipate to be doing that again um in-person sessions again in the gym as well um and I had been running online fitness classes up until August I've kind of taken a little break in August and I'm not sure if I'll be continuing that or not in September I think it'll kind of depend on what my gym uh situation is looking like and class schedule there because it's hard to know how many people I usually because I don't like to not have moms be able to bring all of their kids with them it's hard to know what to do with kids that are walking and running right now in the mm-hmm. smaller enclosed space just because it's so easy outside right now that I'm not sure what we'll do when we head indoors yeah. with that mm-hmm. yeah it's so hard to know and everything changes so quickly that um, like we said before it's not quite the same not being able to do it if you can't do it at your full strength right so uh, yeah, it'd be nice but- if you can get back to yeah, and it's hard to know if you like bother to start and then get shut down again or mm-hmm. to wait things out a bit. So I think for the fall, we'll wait things out with playgroup anyways, just because it's hard to do any of that without having everybody touching all of the same things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that with the little kids inside. Yeah. yeah. How awesome though that so many mamas stayed like committed and, you know, to exercising through a pandemic. Cause I think a lot of people put a lot on the back burner, put a lot on hold and a lot mm-hmm. of mental health, um, you know, kind of unraveled and routine went to shit, but that's awesome. That some mama stuck that out with you for sure. Yeah. I was really surprised with how many people made it like a regular part of their mm-hmm. day. And I think that actually really helped what we were, especially in the beginning when you like couldn't leave your house at all. Oh yeah. Um, people really liked having that like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, even if that's the only thing that we do for the whole day, we've got that in. Um, it's something right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And most people I found were really looking forward to just that one little thing when you can. Yeah. So that was nice. Yes. And I enjoyed having that as well. <laughs> yeah. I might actually keep like, that's important for us to all keep in mind if yeah. we, if we go into a second wave, right. To, yeah to set, you know, kind of, okay, what sh- should I have done? You know, what will I do in the next wave if we go into lockdown again? So, well, yeah. but like I found even I, I am, I am working from home and I've got the kids at home and stuff. And I found, you know, being, trying to keep some sort of a routine as much as possible as what we could, what we were doing prior to mm-hmm. having to go into quarantine, um, was so important, right? Like just being able to like, you know, even just as simple as like getting dressed and putting on like minimal makeup in the morning, because I knew I would have like a zoom call with, you know, colleagues, whatnot. Um, and just knowing that like, okay, I'm still, we still have to push through this. And that's just my, my personality too. Like I have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, It just worked for me. And that doesn't work for everybody for sure. And trust me, there are a lot of days where like my hair wasn't done up in a ponytail. Right. Like, um, but I just found, you know, keeping some sort of even not even routine, just a structure in our day and like trying to keep Mm -hmm. some of the same um, habits that we were doing before as much as possible just helped with everybody's kind of 
yeah, perspective and mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm a lover of routine. I like yeah. to have a solid yeah. schedule. I, as much as I, I mean, we have admittedly not been <laughs> following much of a routine for the last almost six months now. Um, however, I can see my kids needing that back big time yeah. um, as these long, hot days are kind of winding down mm-hmm. and, you know, school's around the corner. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, that's what my husband and I are saying. Okay, we need to start getting back into a little gentle r- rhythm or routine, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, kids thrive off of routine, right? We know yeah. that that's always the consensus across research and and personal experience right so and yeah as moms I think I mean we definitely do better with that as well so most of us anyways yeah and just even keeping it wasn't even so for me anyway it was more just having some sort of normalcy like it was trying to keep like and yeah there's lots of days where that didn't happen but um Mm -hmm. just yeah trying to keep so I could see that would be really helpful for anybody um who was in kind of like that workout flow and and attending classes with you in person and then to have that stop like would really be difficult so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so Mm -hmm. that's good I want to talk about the mental health um kind of aspects of physical health and physical fitness right and and how they're kind of tied in together and I'm sure you've seen a lot of that coming in you know I just go back to thinking like and I we've talked, Amanda and I have talked about this before, you know, for any of the moms who are just having their first babies right now or on a mat leave right now, and it's just not going how they expected. And all of a sudden you're home and you've got a baby and you don't have your community around you. Um, like, I just remember thinking, you know, on a day that it's really hard, like I said before, I love to walk. So like getting out for a walk with my kids in tow, um, or by myself, if I could swing it, if my husband was home, it just kind of changed everything. And so I feel like, you know, I'm sure I'm obviously not the only one who thinks that, but when you talk about endorphins and how, you know, exercising just makes people happy and it makes you feel so good afterwards. And it's like, I can, it can be really hard to, like I said, kind of get yourself into that mode and and go and do it. And unfortunately, I'm sure, you know, all the COVID restrictions have changed that for some moms. But um, so yeah, going back, you said you could do, you know, classes in your backyard or in somebody else's backyard. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I offer um, both personal training and groups, like smaller groups in your own backyard. So if you have like three or four mom friends that you want to get together, you can kind of split the costs of um, training that way. And that way you kind of have your own group that's like already in your social circle social circle that you already know where they've been and everything you kind of have that anxiety about going out in public right now so that's a really neat thing and it makes it so um easy when I come to you because you don't have to think about getting up and getting out and getting kids dressed and mm-hmm. what if they poop right before we leave because we're not leaving um or because that happens all the time. time yeah exactly um you can schedule for nap time that kind of thing and I always love when there's kids around anyway so you they can run around wild and you never have to worry about me thinking that they are crazy or you're crazy because I've seen it all, and if you've been around classes in the days when my kids were there, when they were small, I was always the wildest mom with the wildest kids. <laughs> well, that's so good. Like I, like, I just think it's so important to be able to still keep up some sort of that community um, if you can swing it, so that's great. Yeah. What makes you passionate about this, Elena? What is it? I know we've covered this a little bit more, but why are you so passionate about prenatal and postnatal fitness? Mm-hmm. Um, and what keeps you what keeps you going, especially in kind of you know these really difficult, um, crazy pandemic times? Uh, fitness has always been a big, big part of my life. I grew up playing hockey, lacrosse, and ringette. Um, and they've always just been there. That's where I've always had my closest friends and mm-hmm. where I've always felt um, the best is when I'm in a group of ladies on a team, that kind of thing. 
so after I had Ella, like I said, I started going to stroller fit classes and I, that's where I found my group of mom friends and the people that I really connected with after I had Ella. And it was always a place where you could go and be like, oh my goodness, this crazy, stupid thing happened to me and my baby. And there's always somebody there that was like, oh my gosh, me too. Like Mm -hmm. I'm covered in poop right now. Um, So it was just really important for me in that sense to continue that on. And there's not a lot going on in Haldeman, Norfolk, um, I found when I had babies. So I wanted to be able to have more than just like one time a week outings Mm -hmm. uh, with mom French. Because for me, I was always one of those people that wanted to be out and about doing things. I don't really do well just sitting at home by myself. So I like to um, be out doing things and being active. So it was really important for me to provide that in our community. I love it. Me too. I think that that, I mean, is absolutely something I can relate to. I think I always do the best in the postpartum period when I have a regular, which I know, you know, regular routine or just activity scheduled, you know, and and not every day, all day, but definitely something. I mean, even just to get out, I used to say even just to get out to do something for an hour, you know, once a day, Mm -hmm. which is you know, easier said than done in a lot of these little rural towns, but, uh, yeah, but a change of scenery that. even can go. Yeah, so far, absolutely. Right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, to change so, your mindset and, yeah. and change how you're so. Yeah. Being able, able to pop over to a stroller, like a stroller fit class or, you know, yoga class or whatever the case may be is I think going to go a really long way. I know Steph, you were kind of touching on the mental health piece, but they say that, I mean, exercise, right. And this ties into the PC we're talking about, I guess, with the endorphins and whatnot, um, can be just as effective as like, other, you know, um, interventions as far as like medication and, you know, therapy mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. So, um, for, for postpartum mental health, they, it, I think it's, you know, definitely something that shouldn't be overlooked because, um, it makes you feel good. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Alana, <laughs> is there anything else that we haven't um, asked you or touched on, um, with regards to your business or fitness or, you know, any advice that you have for moms listening? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Like I said, I just really think getting in a little bit of movement, just kind of pushing yourself to get even that 10 minutes and tell yourself to do 10 mm-hmm. minutes if you want to do more after that. Go for it. If not, mm-hmm. um, I always joke when you come to class, I don't really care if you show up and do nothing. The important thing is that you've shown up because you've shown mm-hmm. up for yourself. And I think that goes a long way, especially um, in the postpartum period when everything is so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that is so, wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. As long as you show up for yourself, right. Or you're mm-hmm. showing up. Oh, good. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great note to end off on, mm-hmm. but we do mm-hmm. want to ask you before we let you go. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. We, we <laughs> always, funny. we all, well, this is my thing. I love this. I love this part of it. We always like to ask um, and talk about one of our favorites, a high mm-hmm. for the week or whatever, you know, something that you're loving, whether it's, you know, a book or a store or a uh, food or a vacation or a workout or whatever it might be. Um, what are you loving right now, Alana? My high for this week, I learned how to slalom water ski. We have brought back like the 90s and we've been water skiing all summer and I've been trying and trying and trying and I finally got it done. That's so cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Are there videos of that on your Instagram page too? Come on, share. um, My mom deleted it. Oh Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) The only video proof. Oh, oh no. Well, we believe you. We believe you. I'm sure. I, I saw you on that paddleboard. Oh. I'm sure that if anybody could learn how to water ski like that, it would be you. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Elena, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can folks find you on the internet when, you know, they're searching to learn more about barbells and baby bumps and you? 
Um, you can search on most things, barbells and baby bumps, and mm-hmm. you will find me. Um, on Instagram, I'm just under my name, Alana Docs. You can find me there. But on most other things, you can just search barbells and baby bumps, and I'll be there. Cool. And you're posting updates about like your classes and what you're offering and stuff right now. Yep. We keep, um, pretty frequent posts going on what we've got going. What do we have coming up here? September's coming up August 20th. You can register for September stroller. Okay. Okay. Um, and right now if you're pregnant, you can register for prepare to push, um, which is a program that I'm running with Brittany, uh, from the doula tree. So it's a month of prenatal fitness and a two hour prenatal prep class with Brittany. She is super fun and awesome at what she does in educating people about having babies and cool. in helping people have babies. She's a doula um, and she's really yeah. fantastic. At yeah, she is. People. She's wonderful. That's Now, is that the two-hour class? Is that something that birth partners can attend with mamas or is that for mamas? Like, how does that work? Um, I believe she usually encourages, highly encourages birth partners to attend okay. with, yes. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're excited for that. And that's starting um, September 8th. And yeah, we're currently registering for that. Awesome. Love that you guys are bringing these resources to our community. Mm. Like, I think that's such an important thing to have. And we've talked about that a lot, obviously, but um, so nice to, yeah. Um, like a by moms for moms, right? Mm-hmm. Like just yeah, exactly. bringing it and I always and- dream. <laughs> Here's me dreaming. I always have such elaborate ideas. What do my friend's husband tell me? It's like you throw a lot of wet noodles at the wall and see which one sticks. Because I'm such an elaborate dreamer. But um, I would love. So when I worked for a women's resource center in Hamilton, we went and opened with funding, of course, their government grants and funding and whatnot, and private donors, a little women's center in Flamborough. Um, and it was really powerful. It brought women together, and there was all sorts of sports and resources in there. But wouldn't it be so wonderful? If one day we could have something like that in Haldeman, yeah. I still call it Haldeman Norfolk. Yeah. I know it's not one county anymore. I do too. And it is. I do too. <laughs> I, you know, and I kind of live in the, you know, very close. We do, you know, equal. I'm either, you know, in Cuga or Caledonia yeah. as many times as I'm in Port Dover, yeah. you know, since so, Yeah. So wouldn't that be awesome if, you know, in our lifetime, yeah. we could be, uh, you know, sort of like a women's resource center of Haldeman Norfolk. Oh, mm-hmm. That was specific that. for mamas and women in general, yeah. right? Young and old and everybody yeah. in between. So that would be really cool. Just yeah. hint, hint, if the mayor is listening <laughs> or any, you know, there, I'm always, I'm such a nerd. I'm always looking up different uh, grants, right? So there's, yeah, there's, you know, never. There's never, opportunities so. out there. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Alana, so much for yeah. joining oh, us. It's so, so nice to see you great. and chat with you. And-, yes. and thank you for joining us after your long weekend and week away. So yeah. we appreciate it very oh, much. It a nice little wind down. Nice yeah. little break back to reality <laughs> yeah get yeah. back in the swing yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you thanks for tuning in to sisterhood unleashed we'd love for you to come back and join us weekly and subscribe to us on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also visit us online at sisterhoodunleashed.ca or on instagram at sisterhood.unleashed see you next week